Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. What do you got cooking other than chili? Well, uh, as that reminds me of one of my uh, my strength coaching my freshman year of high school, Reb Brock, good dude. He's now at uh, Harker Heights. Made it a point to tell people when they were, and usually I got this message when you were running sprints and you were dragging behind to get the chili out of your pants yeah. or or drop the trailer and, and keep moving. Right. So it's a good time to get over to Horns 24-7. Got a lot of good team content up there today. Uh my colleague Chip Brown's been at SEC Media Days, so there's a big – the insider, we had to divide it into two parts because I was editing that thing, and I had to text Chip. I'm like, look, there's some good stuff in here. I don't want one thing or the other to get lost, so let's just split this into two parts. So part one, you've got several college football experts weighing in on how they feel about Texas, and it's coming from three very different perspectives. You've got – the broadcaster slash letterman perspective, because we go in depth with Brian Jones and that. Uh, my colleague at 24-7 Sports, Josh Pate, the late kick with Josh Pate, if you're not listening to the podcast or the YouTube feed. Uh, Josh has some really good takes, so he's got his thoughts on Texas. And then the former coach perspective, uh, and by the way, we're keeping this all in the CBS slash Paramount family. Rick Neuheisel gives a really in-depth discussion, gives his in-depth thoughts on, on Texas, and specifically Sark. In, in terms of play calling, and I, we, we've talked to Rick Neuheisel about this before, uh, and I don't want to get too into the weeds here with you. Again, you can get the Horns 24-7 and check that out. But he talks about the fact that hiring hiring Joe D. Camillus, Sark did, for to help with game management. Remember he told us that, Craig? So during, me, during Big 12 media days, we got deeper into it, and Sark said, hey, with the new clock rules in college football, which that's a big deal. We haven't really talked about that much. But other than the last two minutes of the half – the clock doesn't stop on first downs anymore. So in-game situations and, and you know two-minute things of that nature. Uh, Rick Neuheisel said if you're a coach who calls your own plays, that's kind of the hardest part. And that's been times where yeah. we've seen Sark struggle a little bit. He said that's the hardest part. He said because you can get so tunnel vision, so focused, that you lose track of the clock. You lose track of, of down and distance and situations. And you need somebody in your ear, somebody that you trust at your side to tell you when to speed up, when to back off. Uh, what might be good here. So it, Rick Neuheisel gets into that part of it, and I like that. But the one thing I want to discuss right now is, uh, and by the way, I know, Craig, you uh, spoke eloquently yesterday on the state of affairs here and with Light the Tower. I'm going to do that at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. So okay. if you're if you're waiting with bated breath for my opinion and my thoughts, which I know nobody out there is, uh, just get at the top of the hour because I wanted to get through the Folks notebook. Gerald, or- I wanted to get through the notebook and wanted to get to Inconceivable. But... Part two is the latest from summer workouts. And, man, Craig, you know, as a media member, you're supposed to stay impartial. You're not supposed to take sides or root for anybody. It's going to be really hard, though, not to root for David Benda this year. Yep. And this is coming from a source on just the kind of offseason David Benda's had. He said he – he being David Benda observed how Jalen Ford just made this big leap last year 
and it's kind of inspired David Bender to put in that kind of work to maybe take that kind of leap. Uh, this is according to a source, quote, David saw the light go on for Jalen, and he's doing everything to make that happen for himself this season. He's worked his expletive off. I can say ass on the air. He's worked his ass off. In that context, yes. you could say it like that. Been a leader and has shown the coaches how versatile he can be. He can play in the middle. He can play Will or Sam. Uh, PK and Jeff Choate like guys with versatility. So you could see him. When they won't go three linebackers much because the nick in the base package, the nickel's in for the sandbacker, but short yardage, goal line, stuff like that, red zone, you'll see the sandbacker on the field. Uh, but you can see David Ben to play that, that will position that DeMarvin Overson was at last year. And knock on wood, if something were happening to Jalen Ford, maybe he can slide into the middle and you slide, you know, Maurice Blackwell or Anthony Hill over there. So, again, you know, I, I was talking to some of the guys, uh, I was talking to Jalen Ford, actually, and, uh, and Jade Barron. Two guys that I think everybody on the defense specifically is rooting for. And if you're looking for kind of who, who's going to have that John Harris-like senior year, uh, kind of that Chris Whaley late late career surge, the two guys I think everybody internally is pulling for is that are they're, are David Bend and Keaton Crawford. I think those are the two guys that the, their teammates want to see they them seem, have. Some they success. seem to be mentioned more than most. Yeah, and, and Jade Barron, you know, Jade mentioned that. You know, he might not, the, Keaton Crawford's a guy that might not get many snaps on defense, but he said, you know, if you look at what he does on special teams, he said Keaton Crawford's been one, was a, one of our most valuable players last year because of how good he was in the kicking game, playing on all special teams, the job he does covering kickoffs and punts. But now getting some time at safety, and I do wonder, and this is maybe a topic for another day, I do wonder if PK is going to be tempted to run some of that John Haycock stuff, some of that three safety stuff this year, when you look at the question mark at the edge position opposite of Baron Sorrell, and it's not that they don't have talent there. It's just is Justice Finkley or Jamon Tapp or Colton Vosick or Ethan Burke is one of those guys ready to step up and be an every down player. If not, you've got the makings of a really good three safety defense with Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford and a healthy Jalen Catalan. So in a, According to everything we've heard behind the scenes, Jalen Catalan's healthy. He's ready to go. The staff and the, the medical staff and the coaching staff took a really good approach with him. Just, hey, get your shoulder cleaned up. Just we, we know what you can do. Don't need to rush it during the spring ball. We need you healthy for August. So I do wonder if PK does something. We've seen Texas tinker with that look from time to time. I just wonder if that's something that, you know, knowing that that could be a position of strength. It's kind of it's a question mark right now. It's a wild card position is what I'll call safety. But it could very easily turn into a strength, knowing Jaron Thompson, it feels like, set that baseline last year, knowing what's expected of Keaton Crawford, and then the ultimate X factor on this defense. If Jalen Catalan's healthy, you've got a a first-team all-conference type guy in your secondary. No doubt.